When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Playlist Podcast and all other Playlist Podcast Network programs are sponsored by Mubi, a curated online cinema streaming a selection of exceptional independent, classic, and award-winning films from around the globe. Mubi's film experts handpick every single film they show. Each day they present a new jam and you have one month to watch it. Plans start as low as $5.99 a month. Visit MUBI.com slash The Playlist to start a special 30-day free trial. Movie's current highlights include Schlondorf, 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 a trio of films by Caesar and Palme d'Or winning Volker Schlondorf, a pioneering director of the new German cinema. The series will be released throughout the week, starting with Death of a Salesman, starring Dustin Hoffman. The Paradise Trilogy, at Cannes, Venice, and Berlinale, few films got our attention, quite like Ulrich Seldi's acclaimed Unshakable Paradise Trilogy, a series of radical, darkly comic stories about the search for happiness. All three chapters, Love, Faith, and Hope, are now showing. Once again, to start your free trial, visit mubi.com slash the playlist. Now, on to the show. You're listening to The Playlist Podcast, a discussion about film and film-related items. I'm Ryan Oliver, and today I'm joined by Playlist Editor-in-Chief Rodrigo Perez as we discuss the prospects of the Joss Whedon-directed Batgirl film and use that as a launching point to discuss the overall state of the DC Comics extended universe as a whole. I'll drop you into our conversation, starting with Rod's thoughts on this piece of news. Um, I'm not really excited simply because the DC universe just seems... um what's the polite way of saying so fucked um i just don't yeah i mean okay let's let's back up a bit so josh whedon doing batgirl that's great josh whedon's you know obviously done uh some some marvel movies some really big ones and they've been for the most part beloved and he's obviously proven that he can he has female sensibilities and, and he can do female characters um and he can do direct temples and he's got all he's got a lot of stuff under his belt so he can totally do it um but uh, first of all, I've never I've never been a huge ca- fan of the Batgirl character. Um, uh, I don't like many. I fundamentally, inherently, don't like like if there's a Superman and there's a Supergirl. I don't like Supergirl. If, if there's like a Wonder Woman and then you make Wonder Boy, I in- inherently don't like Wonder Boy. I don't. I've always thought those ideas are just kind of like. And if you know DC Comics and you've read them, um. They've always just been uh, like steeped in a kind of – it's hard to break your suspension of disbelief. They're kind of really silly. It's even like Superboy or even fucking Crypto or whatever the dog that Superman's dog was. All those characters were always um, – they were just like kind of spinoffs for the sake of creating additional spinoffs. And um, they just always seemed kind of silly. And at one point um, – I can't say I'm a comics expert anymore and – um, I'm sure things have changed a zillion times, but, uh, in somewhere in the eighties, they did the series called crisis on infinite earths. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there was like an earth one and earth two and earth three, et cetera. There's all these different earths in the DC universe. And it was sort of a, a way for them to like, well, first it was just trying to keep different iterations of different characters. And, um, it just was really convoluted. So what they did was, um, and I think, 
the the purpose behind it was um, to clear up that com- that convolutedness, but also just sort of clear house on a lot of their bad legacy kind of characters and stuff. So what they did was they merged. Um, so like there was like a Superman on Earth one, and there was a Superman on Earth two, and just stupid shit like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And one was like the golden age Superman, like Earth Two was the golden age Superman with like, you know, the the white hair on his on his the side of his temple. And um, basically, in in this comic series, they merged everything into one Earth, and they killed all their duplicates. They got rid of all their sort of corny bad characters, and they just like killed off a lot of people, um, in, in order to just sort of like you know, um, whittle down their universe back basically to what it was. Um, since then they've had a lot of different crises on infinite earths. Um, and I don't know, I've read one of them. I thought it was quite good, but it's hard to keep up with all the retconning and things that they do. Um, that's going on this long tangent, but I just don't really like the Batgirl character and I don't like, I don't like, I don't know. I'm just not, and it's not because it's just a female thing. I just, I don't like the idea like of just having one character and then making the, the sort of opposite gender character just because like it just like, you know what I mean? Like, I guess yeah. Christopher Nolan was able to um, convincingly pull off that the idea of that there was a cat woman. But if you're going by the lineage of that character, can you see a Christopher Nolan movie where commissioner Gordon's daughter uh, grows up and then somehow she gets the same tech that Batman does and she becomes Batgirl and fights alongside him. I, I don't I don't see that especially like even um the recent like animated version of the Killing Joke that came out um which was uh kind of a disaster actually if, especially right. if you're a fan of that um that comic um mm-hmm. also gross because he uses a terrible plot device which we don't have to get into that but um they just totally um it, it becomes silly because it's like that is such a like dark, torturous storyline. And then to have like Batgirl sort of front and center in it is pretty goofy. And I mean, you know, they make fun of that uh, to a degree in uh, the Lego Batman movie recently. Like I, the second that this news dropped, all I could think about was like, she went to Harvard for police. She used the power of statistics. Um, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, I, I think if this movie were to exist, I think, uh, Joss Whedon's sensibilities are probably the best suited um, because he wouldn't be like a Christopher Nolan uh, right, version. Right, like course, like course. He, he has the sort of like, um, you know, more like he's able to balance the tone of like being fun, but also uh, having characters you care about and taking it seriously. But um, I guess the big question is, is this going to be its own thing or does this have to fit into the box that the DC extended universe is making because if that's the case i i don't know where this is going to go and i'm gonna bet it's down a path that's not great like it's it's being called a standalone movie what does that mean exactly like is it part of the dcu is it not i mean to make this credible to me you do like as a standalone completely separate from the dc universe josh whedon just taking this character her doing her own thing she's not connected i think that can totally work Sure. Um, that's the kind of movie I want to see. But the DCU, like, I mean, we obviously haven't seen Justice League or Wonder Woman, but already the tone just seems really goofy and really kind of like, um, uh, we can get into that later, I suppose, but the Justice League trailer looks horrendous. Well, I mean, it's um, all reactionary. Like, uh, it's all, they they don't, 
Right. They're, they're they're basically like Ryan Gosling shouting at Rachel McAdams, like, "What do you want? What do you want?" Like they they're like, "Oh, people didn't like Batman versus Superman because it was dark and gritty." No, they didn't like it because it didn't make a whole lot of fucking sense. Right. Like, right. Like, like look at Nolan's movies to to bring it back to that. Like they they were successful because they were good movies, not just <clears throat> because they were dark and gritty. And so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so it's just this. You know, they they think that they have to beat Marvel at its own game. So they're like, let's make show the lighter side. And it's like, well, if you just committed to a tone and work yeah, on exactly. scripts, then maybe it would work out. Right. Rather than just being like, oh, they don't like this. So let's do the opposite or like, and oh, they do like this. Let's go. Yeah. Just they don't have they don't really know what they're doing. And they never really did. I mean, they did in the sense that they had put all their. Their, their eggs in the basket of Zack Snyder. And, you know, there was talk about the Snyderverse and all this stuff. And he was going to really be running the show. He was going to sort of act as the sort of kind of Kevin Feige with a few other producers. And then after falling flat on his face with Batman versus Superman, they quickly, quickly like put him to the background and put some other producers forward. They put Ben Affleck as an executive producer because they didn't want to lose him and they were trying to make it look better. And then they brought in Jeff Johns from DC to sort of be the new Kevin Feige. Um, and so I, I think they would have really loved to have um, replaced Zack Snyder on justice league, but it was basically, you know, as the terrible reviews like Batman and Superman hit in March of the 2016, 2015 yeah, right 2016 last, last March. god it feels like it was longer anyhow um yeah that was that you know the the critical arrows and barbs hit in right around the time of its release and then basically justice league started shooting in april so like there was like maybe a month in between you know the release and 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 the shooting so they really couldn't change course um i think they did start trying to do some really quick fast rewrites but I think if they had their druthers, they would have probably just like hit pause and, um, you know, rethought what they were doing and maybe, you know, kicked uh, Snyder to the curb. But that's also the other like inherent problem uh, with these movies is they're all on these tracks of like hitting release dates and they're all they're not built around like, is this a good movie? Is this should we make this? It's built around we are making this and we hope it's good because it's opening on this date, you know. Um, and, and every studio's got gotten to that problem, right? Every, every studio ha- has that issue in, in, in a way, but like someone like Marvel obviously has got the ball rolling to this, to this way that they know what's coming. And every once in a while they do adjust some dates and they do move things back. And I think it's because they just, they know, you know, they have done little tweaks here and there and it hasn't ever really hurt them, you know? Absolutely. I honestly think that's like, you bring up a good point. Cause I think that's why, the cameras haven't started rolling on another DC movie. Like I, I honestly think they're right. they're waiting to find out what uh, what Wonder Woman and Justice League has in store in terms of box office receipts and critical reception because like Justice League is the one they can't fuck up and they're probably going to. And like if that one's a, a disaster, then it's it's pretty much game over at that point. Like we'll get Aquaman because the lens it's already started filming, but. Yeah, um, I, I I honestly think like in addition to them can't not being able to keep a director for the Flash, I I think part of it is just they're waiting. They're like we have to see. We can't afford to make any more disastrous movies. Big mistakes. Yeah, no, they like they they face planted with their first film in in Batman versus Superman, and they obviously don't want to keep making those mistakes. But 
yeah, I mean, it looks like the writing is on the wall. I don't think people think Wonder Woman looks as bad, but to me, Wonder Woman has a lot of those Zack Snyder speed ramping kind of elements to it. Totally. And, um, and just in general, like, I think it could be an interesting movie. I really like Gal Gadot. I think she's great. Um, uh, I think she's a really compelling actress. Um, and But I don't know, just Wonder Woman doesn't, doesn't look very good to me. I'm sure it'll be better than Justice League, but um, it still doesn't look good. No. Um, at least in my mind, I mean, there's been talk that they wanted to get another, uh, superhero film in production this year. Like they're just really chopping at the bit because obviously they want to get things in the pipeline and get things going. So I think there's a bit of a, um, maybe like, uh, uh, just two battling forces at over at Warner brothers and DC, like, uh, like a faction that wants to wait, like that you're just, just discussing. And then there's a faction that's sort of like wanting to like, let, let's see how this stuff goes. And I do, I do believe you're 100% correct in that. Like, if Justice League falters, I do think it's game over. And I think you're going to see, I think Affleck's going to leave. I think a lot of this talk about will Ben Affleck stay, I think that's totally legit. Um, I don't believe that's rumors. I, I, I believe that's some, some back channel stuff that has really surfaced. Um, and you'll notice nobody's talked about it because nobody wants to on their end. You know, not even people have really dismissed those rumors. And if you listen to the timeline of like, Ben Affleck talking about uh, Batman and like where the script is and this and that. It's like, it's like talking, it's like Mike Flynn in his timeline. It's like all over the map. It's like, uh, it, it doesn't add up. It's like, you know what I mean? I, I agree. And it's, it, I think like it makes sense where it's like the guy, the guy just recently got a divorce. Uh, he is mm-hmm. starring in a bunch of movies and wants to keep directing movies. He's got carte blanche over at Warner Brothers to make yeah. whatever movie he wants. And I'm I'm sure he's incredibly bummed by the, the re- reception in the box office of Live by Night. And so it's just like and he's been a, a tabloid target for, you know, for so long in the late 90s and early 2000s. And it took him so long to crawl back from that sort of scrutiny mm-hmm. that he's like, I don't want that anymore. And I, I completely agree. I think it's, it's uh, very credible that he, if this ship continues to sink, that he's going to want to get off of it. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. And, and, and I, I think you make a good point about the fact that he's going to be like, I just don't need this bullshit. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. a, I'm a, I'm an Oscar winning director, although he didn't win for director, but Argo won. He's got critical acclaim for every one of his films, except for live by night. I think there's some weird conflation of like live by night and Batman. Like I, I think a lot of people, a lot of the fans have been like, well, live by night was a bomb. So he has to direct, um, the, the Batman. I'm like, no, like he's, he's, he's won an Academy award. Argo was a big film. He's allowed to have like a little bit of a, a misstep, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 that carte blanche it, again. It's that yeah. carte blanche misstep that was just like eh, I got to make whatever I want, and it and he's going to get to be able to make another what he wants, you know? Exactly. It's like like someone like that when you're of that stature and you're making you've made good movies of really good critical acclaim, you would probably have to make like three or two more bombs in a row before he got he got like had to sit on the bench kind of thing. No, oh, for sure. I mean, the Warner Brothers let the Wachowskis make like three huge oh, like, yeah. bombs before finally like cutting that cord. So uh, I think I, I think a mid-budget crime movie that didn't do so well, he's gonna be he's gonna be just fine. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need the hassle. Um, he wants he wants some good movies. He wants he wants to yeah. And you know, everybody wants to be in good movies. People don't want to be ridiculed. That's basic human nature, you know. 
So if these movies are bad and Justice League tanks, the first fallout you're gonna the first domino is gonna be Affleck leaving, and there's gonna be a lot of talk of like, how are we gonna reset? What are we gonna do? And then I I think there's gonna be a, a long dry spell of like them figuring out what to do, and then um, maybe a, like you no know, concrete information, like just like a lot of back end and this and a lot of like sort of lip service of, you know, you know, we're rethinking this and that. And then I could really see like them just going, okay, we're going to reboot, you know? Oh yeah. I or, mean, it makes sense because <clears throat> comics reboot all the time. Like that's, yeah. that's where like I get fatigued of it in films, but it's like comic lines. That's why I always laugh when like really hardcore comic book fans like dismiss a certain, comic book movie and they they push their glasses up against their nose and like well in the comics and i was like well which which comic there's many comics for uh each character so um you know there's many different storylines and different ways to go and honestly i think that what they should look to is kind of what fox's model is right now because they have made a couple comic book movies like in both deadpool and logan that have sort of you know, taken on the form of other genres, but also packaged as a comic book movie. And I think Mm -hmm. like what the basic comic book movie is, what DC is trying to chase that being Marvel's success will eventually, I mean, I I think Marvel's kind of grandfathered into their success, but I think Mm -hmm. that it's going to, it's going to eventually phase out and like that the genre will have to evolve. And I think movies like Logan and to a lesser, but still important extent, Deadpool have been, have been doing that. And I think they're going to have to look to that uh, and try to change, shake their movies up. Totally. The the other part that you mentioned that's a coaching thought is, um, you know, Fox and, and the way they're, they're doing um, their, their cinematic universe. Like Logan isn't tied to really, everything so closely and neither is Deadpool. Yeah, there's this connections, but it's not like, you know, they're totally different films tonally and still, it still works within, you know, the Fox sort of umbrella. It, it, like they're, they don't have to be like so connected, even the Deadpool connections to the X-Men while they're there. Like there's enough wiggle room that these guys can do what they want and they can do another X-Men movie and not have to worry about Deadpool and not have to worry about Logan. Mm-hmm. Whereas these guys are sort of like, they're just doubling down on the Marvel, um, on the Marvel template and you're right. They're going to be like, you know, there's like all these films that they're planning and who knows, maybe the, the, the cinematic universe thing dies out in five years and, and then Marvel like, you know, changes its plan so much switches up. And then these guys are stuck in, you know, an old form, you know, an old vernacular while it's like the, the, the language has changed. Um, but yeah, like, you know, there's like um, Gotham city sirens that they're trying to do. Um, you know, a Shazam movie. I'll believe oh, that other, when I see it. Yeah, exactly. That and The Flash and Cyborg. I'll believe those movies when I see them. Like, I don't see those movies ever happening. And if, if Affleck leaves, you can you can bet him. And like, Reeves is out the door too. Like, Matt Reeves is like, bye. Like, there's not going to be like, let's recast um, Batman with uh, you know another actor and Matt. You'll distract them. He's going to be like, no. I don't think so. I'm no, out the door. Matt Reeves is going to be likely if, if war of the planet of the apes is as good and successful as dawn of the planet of the apes. Like he's going to be in that Nolan carte blanche position to, you know, be a oh, movie, yeah. movie that he wants, whatever he wants to make. So if he has to be shackled to a franchise that's, that's fl- flailing. Yeah. He's, he's going to be gone. I think you're right. 
Yeah, I mean, he's already ascending to that level, the, the Nolan. He's going to be the – I wasn't surprised when he got the Batman job. He's like – he's done a spectacular job with the, the Apes movies. I'm, I've seen a little bit of the, the new Apes movie and it looks fantastic. And um, I mean, he also just does – He's I mean, to, to, to go on a slight tangent, he just like – they're character first. There's a lot of spectacle and there's all this other stuff. But they got the characters. The soul of them is right. Mm-hmm. Whereas DC seems to be doing the exact opposite. It's all like spectacle and, and, and visual stuff like, you know, the hollow Zack Snyder stuff. And, it, and somewhere in there, they, they try and throw in some character stuff. And it's just it's pretty empty and it's pretty soulless. Um, but, yeah, I mean, guess I guess going back to the original um, topic of uh, of um, Whedon and, and Batgirl, like. Yeah, I, I think it can be really great. I think his his comedic sensibilities to make it light on its feet. I just don't want to see it ever connected to what Justice League looks like because it just seems even like it's just like just looking at the trailer. I'm having difficulty like suspending my disbelief at looking at some of it. It just looks silly tonally. It's like really weird. And then if you threw Batgirl on top of that, I don't know how that works. It just like shatters what's left of of suspension of disbelief. Absolutely. Um, so I, I would love to see it as unconnected and in that way that like you don't like, you know, how we talk about Deadpool and Logan. Like Logan is I mean, yeah, Logan's an X-Men film and Patrick Stewart's there, but it's really not. You know what I mean? It's like it's just tertially connected. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really its own thing. Exactly. And I think you could totally do the same thing with Batgirl um, and then existing in this sort of like side universe thing that like you know is connected but you don't have to directly connect you don't have to put her in justice league you don't have to put her in justice league 2 or whatever um but yeah i you know i think everything we've kind of summed it up well that like um i think warner and dc are in really big trouble like and they just keep talking about like oh well you know here we're hinting at green lantern there's going to be a green lantern movie it's like guys you got to figure out your shit first like you know let's not stop putting the cart before the horse like yeah and the idea that they want to keep oh let's keep getting films and keep them rolling in production it's like i don't know like they're i i mean i guess like you said aquaman is coming because it's coming and it's already being shot and um but like that looks goofy as hell too like um uh what uh the 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 amber heard character uh if they just, if they just, that's the thing. They keep having to do the, the mom, the sister, the brother, like the dog. Like it's just, the, you know, <laughs> like they're going to have like the, 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 the shark Fido or something. <laughs> and it's like, no, like if you want to make this credible, like make him like Superman, make him like an alien. Like he's the last of his race. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's coming to earth. He's trying to figure out his, his, he's coming out of earth or whatever. Um, onto, onto land finally or revealing himself and you know I, I would do it like that I would make it more Man of Steel Superman where he's the one of his own kind and mm-hmm. um, I think that would be much more interesting but I agree and I don't I guess dislike a, I don't dislike Man of Steel like just sort of on the record like I, I as to me that's been if it's certainly got its issues but it's it's the more successful to me of any of these movies and telling a complete story yeah it's certainly the best of all of them and, and hey it was directed by Zack snyder <laughs> yeah it's um but the issue that i think was that i think in some ways um 
Well, no, I think in a lot of ways it was like, you know, Christopher Nolan was an executive producer on it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Nolan was one of the guys who helped pick Snyder for the job. And I think Snyder felt obligated and not even obligated, like against his wishes. But like, I think he really felt like, yeah, I'm going to try and make this in a way that feels like it could, could totally work within the the Nolan Batman universe. Like, mm -hmm. like, like if somehow that these Nolan films want to be connected, I want to make something that like where I could conceivably see them crossing over. And I don't think he even hits that because I think his movie is still too, still too out there to fit in with what Nolan did, but it's closer. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it's, it's much better, you know, and then I think, you know, Nolan left and he was left to his own devices and he started thinking he understood the terms of mythology and deconstruction and the words that he throws around that I don't think he understands. And, and, and then, you know, um, uh, put together, you know, Batman and Superman, Batman versus Superman. And what I love about that is like, you know, D, like DC execs apparently like, you know, did like a standing ovation when it was first screened and they thought they had this big hit on their hands and they were like super confident. That's why they were talking about the Snyderverse and he was going to run everything. Um, and so again, all the eggs in the basket of him. And then they just had no clue that this was going to be like, if you have eyes and ears and you watch that movie, you got to be like, Oh my God, this is an incoherent fucking mess. You know, mm -hmm. like even, even the director's cut, which is, you know, makes a lot more sense. Um, yeah, I actually braved through and watched that three hour wow. director's cut. I love wow. Batman that much that I was just like, I got to at least know, I got to know. Um, but it, it's, it's better. I mean, they rearranged whole sequences around to where I was like, okay, I don't know what happened. I think they just think people wanted the action. So they cut out things that actually mattered and to have another, to have an hour long, climax where they fight doomsday which was like the biggest issue of man of steel at least for me was the the last hour just became monotonous yep. um yep. and yep. then they just I mean, that's doubled a, down a lot on of these it. superhero tentpole movies right like the last hour becomes big noise yeah yeah i feel like they're on the ropes but they don't quite know it yet i don't know i think some people might know <laughs> some people inside have to be like hey like worried yeah i i, I think so um especially like I was I was thinking about this a little bit today too. You know, everyone's chasing um everyone's chasing that Disney success. Everyone's chasing that yeah. like, you know, and, and I was thinking, well, there's only so much there's only so many pieces of the pie to go around. So instead of chasing mm -hmm. the same pie, why don't we go after different slices of pie and then try and do it that way instead of trying to just like replicate the same thing. Um Right, or or create your own pie like this is right this is my recipe it has nothing to do with yours um you no one's tasted it before but i think it's really good i think it's really tasty you know what i mean i've made something that's different and and that's the kind of like confidence that studios need but of course they don't they just that made money let's go after that let's let's just yes. go out that template and like i think rogue one is a good example example of the, uh, you'll, you're gonna see the studios pivot towards that because that's in a way a new recipe. It's not, it's, it's expanding their cinematic universe in a, in a way, but like it's, you know, it was a standalone. It was a, there's no sequel. There's, there's not anything going to be, you know, and, and it's, it's different, right? Like that right. was like, it's a different way to do a spinoff. And I think you're going to see, um, a lot of studios try and figure out like, how do we rogue one this, you know, like that's what they're going to ask themselves. Like, how do we how do we create something to the side 
that can still work here, but be its own thing. And I think in many ways, that's what, I don't know if it's the intention, but I guess you could even speculate that like Gotham City Sirens mm -hmm. could be the DC version of, of Rogue One, like a kind of spin-off in that way. Or Batgirl um, even to tie it yeah. back to our original conversation. Yeah, it could be possibly. That, own thing. And and then there's everything that, that's, that Sony's doing um, with all their little spin-offs too. Although that's a whole other conversation because that looks like a, as big as a disaster as, as DC. <laughs> we don't have to get into that, but they already they've already proved that with their amazing Spider-Man movies that they're incapable of pulling that off. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I guess the other point I just wanted to make, and that you probably have seen out there, is that like the DC uh, uh, Justice League fans are kind of insane. They're okay. kind of the, the they're kind of the deplorables of of the. Uh, of the online fan community. Um, they're, they're very, um, heated, I guess is the nice way to say it. They're very, um, uh, loud <laughs> and, uh, and, and angry. I guess, I mean, I could understand if, if they're so diehard. I mean, I, I guess I don't understand. I understand being really passionate about something, but I, I don't understand being that like, I guess, angry about it. I, I, I I don't know. I guess maybe there's a there's an envy that if they're that diehard, like fuck Marvel. I love DC Comics. They're the best. And then like Marvel has all this success on film and all this critical acclaim, and then DC kind of face plants. And but that's all they have, so they're just kind of clinging on to that last bit of hope, which sounds sad. But I mean, I guess that that seems to be the way that it is. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, it's just so like, like I, you know, you write something and then they just go, oh, well, this guy hates, um, this guy hates DC. He's a Marvel guy. And it, it just becomes a sort of black and white narrative that like, I, I hate to say it, but it was sort of, you know, similar to what it felt like with the election. It's either, like, either for it or you're against it. And there's just nothing in between. And, um, and it's like, like, I grew up with DC comics. I mean, I, I read both comics, but I actually was a bigger DC person than I was a Marvel person. Um, so a, lo a lot of those characters, um, the DC characters are, are in, in many ways more beloved to me than Marvel characters. But like objectively, which you can do, you don't have to be like, Hey, these are the comics I love. So this is what I'm going to double down on. Like objectively, the Marvel movies are just a thousand times better right now. You true, know, true. I mean, they are, they are better. And, and to be fair, I, I, you know, just subjectively, I don't love either of them, but I mm -hmm. have to say, I mean, yeah, the Marvel, you know, I didn't really read a ton of comics. I've, I've read a lot of Batman and Green Lantern, mm -hmm. so I guess I, I would have to say I'm beholden to DC as well if I had to pick. But mm -hmm. um, I, I think, like, you know, Marvel, if you care about those characters, like, they're they're you've already said it they're putting character first they're putting story first so if their stories and characters people are interested and in, and they they you know feel for them um they're they're doing it right by their fans and i i think dc is just they're they're not doing that yeah i mean i i think those movies are are, are really great in the context of superhero movies sure yeah like i think they're the best superhero movies that doesn't mean i think like you know um if you looked at my, if I did a top 30, top 40 list, best movies from last year, you wouldn't see a, you probably wouldn't see a Marvel movie in there. Um, but that doesn't mean I, I think they're very good at what they do. Yeah, sure. It's, it's a, it's a well, it's a well-made product. I mean, I hate to use that word, but it's just, that is 
what it is. It's it's very well packaged and digestible, and uh, you know, usually pretty tasty and entertaining going down. So yeah, no, they're they're doing they're doing it better. That's for sure. Yeah, totally. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think we've covered it. I think yeah. I think we've uh, we've uh, probed uh, DC and Wonder Woman like quite quite deeply. Um, uh, I think they there's probably not much more we can do if, unless we're going to like really get into some of the uglier cavities of their body. But I, I think we've gone, I think we've probed pretty deep. I think so. I think like the movies themselves, they were just kind of beaten, beating the dead horse. So I think, <laughs> I think it's safe to wrap. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, well, thanks for reaching out and um, let's do this again. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you.